Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman. Remember by Ram Goldar and today Maseches Gittin Daf Mem Beis, the fourth parak Hashaleach. The Zichud Maseches Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zichud Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three topics we're going to focus on them when the previous stop present to the Machlokas Tanaim, if one can free half a slave. Rabba says the Machlokas only applies when he retains the second half of Shichar Chetzu, Machar Chetzu, but if he freed half and sold his other half, oh, Nasim B'Matana Chetzu, or gifted his other half, Kevin Takanafik Minei Kule Diver Kolkana, since he entirely leaves his ownership, everyone agrees he acquires his half freedom. Abide challenged this assertion from two contradictory braces. One says, Akosim the Chosavishne Avadav, one who writes his possessions over to his two slaves. Kanu Mishacharin Zeazet, they each acquire half the possessions and free each other since each owns half of the other. A second brace teaches that the slaves do not even acquire themselves. It seems that this reflects the earlier Machlokas Naim, even though the second half of each slave was gifted to the other. The Gemara answers that the Bryces are discussing different cases. Hadam Rakula, this first Bryce which taught that the slaves do acquire themselves, is where he said each slave acquires all his property and did not retain any part of either slave. Hadam Rakhatsi the second Bryce, is where he said he gives half to each slave. So even if he gave to both simultaneously, he may have intended to give the same half to each slave, leaving each one's second half for himself. Point number two, the Gemara says, Nagahu Shor, if an ox gores a half slave, Yom Shal Rabbo Larabo, if he was gored on a day that his work belongs to his master, damages are paid to his master. Yom Shal Atzmo Atzmo, if he was gored on a day that his work belongs to himself, the damages are paid to himself. Still, he cannot marry a slave woman on his master's day and a free woman on his day because Isura we cannot say his status changes daily regarding prohibition. Only monetary arrangements can be divided this way. This ruling is challenged from a bride, which teaches that if a half-slave is killed by an animal, its owner pays half kanas, which is 30 shekel for a killed slave, to his master, and half kofir, a tome of money for a killed freeman, to his heirs. We see that the payment is split evenly and not given according to the day of occurrence. The Gemara answers, Here, where the half-slave was killed, is different because the principle was destroyed. Since the loss is permanent, the payment is given to both parties. The above arrangement of damage payments is where his damages will heal, and the loss is not permanent. The Gemara discusses this point further. And point with you, the Gemara asks, Mu'ukav get shikhur, a slave who has been free but needs to get shikhur. Yeshul kanaso enol kanas. Does he have the law of kanas that if he is killed by someone's animal, the owner pays the master 30 shekel or not? Do we say that since the Pusik says the money is given to his master, and this master who has no monetary ownership is not a true master, or do we say that since he still requires to get shikhur, he is still called his master? Similarly, the Gemara asks, A slave of a Kohen waiting a get shikhur, can he eat trumo or not? Do we say that trumo is only permitted to a slave who is Kenyan Kaspo, the acquisition of his money, and this freed slave is no longer his acquisition? Or do we say that since he requires a get shikhur, he still considered his acquisition? Proofs are suggested for both questions, but are deflected. So once again, the three points are number one. The previous thought presented the Machlokas Tanaim, if one can free half a slave. Rabbah says the Machlokas only applies when he retains the second half of Shichar Rechetzu, Machar Chetzu, but if he freed half and sold his other half, oh, Nasim B'Matana Chetzu, or gifted his other half, Kevin Takanafik Minei Kule Diver Kolkana, since he entirely leaves his ownership, everyone agrees he acquires his half freedom. Abide challenged this assertion from two contradictory braces. One says, Akosim the Chosavishne Avadav, one who writes his possessions over to his two slaves. Kanu Mishacharin Zeazet, they each acquire half the possessions and free each other since each owns half of the other.
A second Brisa teaches that the slaves do not even acquire themselves. It seems that this reflects the earlier Machlokas Tanaim, even though the second half of each slave was gifted to the other. The Gemara answers that the Brises are discussing different cases. Hadda Amarkula, this first Brisa which taught that the slaves do acquire themselves, is where he said each slave acquires all his property and did not retain any part of either slave. Hadam Rachatzi Chatzi, the second Brisa, is where he said he gives half to each slave. So even if he gave to both simultaneously, he may have intended to give the same half to each slave, leaving each one's second half for himself. Point number two, the Gemara says, Nagahu short, if an ox gores a half slave, Yom Shal Rabbo La Rabbo, if he was gored on a day that his work belongs to his master, damages are paid to his master. Yom Shal Atzmo La Atzmo, if he was gored on a day that his work belongs to himself, the damages are paid to himself. Still, he cannot marry a slave woman on his master's day and a free woman on his day because we cannot say his status changes daily regarding prohibition. Only monetary arrangements can be divided this way. This ruling is challenged from a bride, which teaches that if a half-slave is killed by an animal, its owner pays half kanas, which is 30 shekel for a killed slave, to his master, and half kofir, atonement money for a killed free man, to his heirs. We see that the payment is split evenly and not given according to the day of occurrence. The Gemara answer, Shani Haka de Kakalya Karna, here, where the half-slave was killed, is different because the principle was destroyed. Since the loss is permanent, the payment is given to both parties. The above arrangement of damage payments is where his damages will heal, and the loss is not permanent. The Gemara discusses this point further. And point number three, the Gemara asks, Mu'ukab get shikhur, a slave who has been free but needs to get shikhur. Yeshul kanas or enol kanas? Does he have the law of kanas that if he is killed by someone's animal, the owner pays the master 30 shekel or not? Do we say that since the Pusik says the money is given to his master, and this master who has no monetary ownership is not a true master, or do we say that since he still requires to get shikhur, he is still called his master? Similarly, the Gemara asks, A slave of a Kohen waiting a get shikhur, can he eat trumo or not? Do we say that trumo is only permitted to a slave who is Kenyan Kaspo, the acquisition of his money, and this freed slave is no longer his acquisition? Or do we say that since he requires a get shikhur, he's still considered his acquisition? Proofs are suggested for both questions, but are deflected. All right, so now we go to Simondof Membase, and our standard simon is a mobster. A mobster. So here goes. The mobster in the green pinstripe suit who made the meaningless gesture of telling his two slaves that he gives them each half of his fortune was furious when his half-freed Evid was gored by a bull on the day that he worked for himself and was told he may not be able to collect kanas for the Evid that he freed but was awaiting a get shikhrur. Once again, it's emotion. The mobster. Mobster. That must be more enough. Membez. The mobster in the green pinstripe suit, who made the meaningless gesture of telling his two slaves that he gives them each half of his fortune, which reminds us of Bryson, which taught that one who writes his possessions over to his two slaves, teaches that the slaves do not even acquire themselves, is where he said he gives half to each slave. So even if he gave to both simultaneously, he may have intended to give the same half to each slave, leaving each one's second half for himself. So, the mobster in the green pinstripe suit who made the meaningless gesture of telling his two slaves that he gives them each half of his fortune was furious when his half-freed Evid was gored by a bull on the day that he worked for himself, which reminds us, Gamora says, that if an ox gores a half-slave, if he was gored on a day that his work belongs to his master, damages are paid to his master. Yom shal atzmo atzmo. But if he was gored on the day that his work belongs to himself, the damages are paid to himself. Still, he cannot marry a slave woman on his master's day and a free woman on his day. 
day because isura loka amrinun. We cannot say his status changes daily regarding prohibition. Only monetary arrangements can be divided this way. So the mobster in the green pinstripe suit who made the meaningless gesture of telling his two slaves that he gives them each half of his fortune was furious when his half-freed Ebed was gored by a bull on the day that he worked for himself and was told that he may not be able to collect kanas for the Ebed that he freed but was awaiting a get shikhur, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, Mu'ukav get shikhur, a slave who has been free but needs to get shikhur, yeshul kanas or enul kanas, does he have the law of kanas that if he's killed by someone's animal, the owner pays the master 30 shekel or not? Do we say that since the Pasuk says the money is given la'adunav to his master, and this master who has no monetary ownership is not a true master, or do we say that since he still requires to get shikhur, he is still called his master? So once again, the mobster in the green pinstripe suit who made the meaningless gesture of telling his two slaves that he gives them each half of his fortune was furious when his half-freed Evid was gored by a bull on the day that he worked for himself and was told that he may not be able to collect kanas for the Evid that he freed but was awaiting a get shikhrur. Alright, so now it's time for four blabach hazara. Daf So the simmer daf is a davrolach, a liquid, and we use chicken soup. So here goes. The Jew who is acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup. Chicken soup? That must be more enough. The Jew who is acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who were acquired as well. Which reminds us, although idolaters cannot acquire each other's bodies as ordinary property, they can acquire their labor based on a kavach homer. An idolater can even acquire a Jew for his labor, as taught in Kedushin Davchaf Amad Aleph, so certainly he can acquire another idolater. So the Jew who is acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters who are acquired as well was shocked when he saw the promiscuous a slave woman belonging to a Jew next door who also made chicken soup was freed, which reminds us the more relates that there was a slave woman in Pumpendisa with whom men were sinning. Abaya said, if not for Rabbi Yehuda saying in the name of Shmuel, anyone who frees a slave transgresses a positive commandment of you shall work them forever, I would force her master to free her so she could marry a Jew who would guard her. Ravina said the Rabbi Yehuda would agree to free her in this case, Mishum Milsa the Isura, because of the matter of prohibitions transgressed. So the Jew who was acquired by an idolater to make his delicious chicken soup and work next to idolaters were acquired as well. Was shocked when he saw the promiscuous slave woman belonging to a Jew next door who also made chicken soup was freed simply by her master being Makdisha, which reminds us, Rabbah said in Rav's name, Hamakdish Avdo Yatzalacheros. Someone is Makdisha's slave, the slave goes free. He explains Gufi Lokadish, his body cannot be sanctified since he's neither fit for a sacrifice nor his building materials, with the and he didn't say that he was being Makdish, the value of the slave, to donate that amount, so this too was not his intent. Rather, he was saying he should become one of the holy nation, the Jews. So the Simr Daflamites is a letter, and we often use a mailman. So here goes. The master was Makdish, his mailman, slave, mailman. That must be learned of Lamates, letter, mailman. The master was Makdish, his mailman, slave, with long hair, ready to be cut. Which reminds us, it was taught in Brasa, Makdish Avdo ain't molingbo. If one is Makdish, his slave, one does not transgress me'ila through benefiting from the slave. Ramisham Gamliya says, Mo'ling Besaro, one transgresses me'ila through benefiting from his hair. The Gemara establishes that everyone agrees the slave becomes hectish, but is not subject to me'ila because the slave is considered like land, which is excluded from me'ila. The Machokas is explained, Besaro omitli gazes kamifuge. They're arguing about a hair which is ready to be cut. 
Rabbin Shimon Gamliel holds Kagazu's Dami. It's considered as if it's already cut and no longer considered land and thus subject to Me'ila. And the Tanakama holds it's not considered cut. So if the master was Maktish as mailman slave with long hair, ready to be cut, had him deliver a message to the recently deceased Ger's slave that he's free and doesn't need a get since he's considered like the Ger's wife. Which reminds Gemara relates to Shita that Abdu the Ger ki Ishto, a convert slave, is like his wife based on the Gezer Shava. My Ishto Mishtalech is below get just as his wife is released without a get when he dies, of Avadah Mishtalchim below get, so too his slaves are released without a get shikhar when he dies. This is not the case with the slaves of an ordinary Jew who are inherited by his heirs. The Gemara notes, however, that if a Jew is mafkir a slave and then dies, the slave would go free without a get shikhar since he's not inherited. So the master was Makdish, his mailman slave with long hair, ready to be cut, had him deliver a message to the recently deceased Ger slave that he's free and doesn't need a get, since he's considered like the Ger's wife, and then to bring a get shikhor to the shibcha harufa, because paying money alone does not complete her freedom, which reminds us that only a get shikhor and not paying money completes the freedom of a shibcha harufa. Daf Mem, so the Simmer Daf Mem is a pool. So here goes. The tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool. Pool, that must be more on Daf Mem, Mayim. The tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, which reminds us, Rabbi said, says bas rabo, a slave who marries a free woman in the presence of his master, Yatsalacheris. He goes free because his master would not have allowed this if he had not previously freed him. So the tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, attended by a sad slave whose master had made him hefker and therefore could not get married, which reminds us. A Maymar said, a mafkir abdo, one who is mafkir a slave, also evit in takana. That slave has no remedy to marry. He explains that once the master monetarily disowned him, only regarding prohibition to marry Jews is he in the master's domain, and he cannot free this dominion in a slave he does not monetarily own. Another version of a Maymar is quoted. So the tranquil scene of the freed slave getting married to a free woman in front of his master by the pretty green pool, attended by a sad slave whose master had made him hefker and therefore could not get married, was disturbed when a master in the crowd whispered to his friend, I made pony my slave into a free man. And the slave sitting next to him responded vehemently, he did not make me free. Which reminds us, it was taught in the Brisa, Omer Asisi Pony Avdi Ben Khoring, one who says, I made pony my slave into a free man. And the slave says, He did not make me free. We presume that he transferred the get shikhor to the slave through another person who acquired it on the slave's behalf who wasn't aware of it. Daf Mem Olive. So the similar Daf Mem Olive is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma. That must be in Daf Mem Olive. The grandma with the green hair who designated one of her slaves as an apotekion alone to buy some knitting needles and then freed him, which reminds us the mission of the previous stuff taught that an evid whose master designated him as an apotekion as payment to another in case he would be unable to pay, and he freed him by rights the slave has no obligations, but for Tikkun Olam the master is forced to free him, and the slave pays his value to the master. Ramashim Gamliel says the one who freed him pays his value, not the slave. Two different shatim for the Melchokas are given. So the grandma with the green hair who designated one of her slaves as an apotekion alone to buy some knitting needles and then freed him, rebuked her two grandsons where one had freed his half of a slave and told them that the poor slave won't be able to marry a shivcha or a nice Jewish girl. Which reminds us, the next mission states, Misha Chetzio Ebed Vichetzio Ben Chorin, one who is half slave and half free man. Basil will say, Obed is rabo yom echad as atzmo yom echad. He works one day for his master and one day for himself. Beishamay object, he as rabo as 
You've resolved his master's problem, but you have not resolved his own problem of being unable to marry, since he's forbidden to both a slave woman and a free woman. Basil ultimately retracted and ruled like Beishamai. So the grandma with the green hair who designated one of her slaves as an apotiki on a loan to buy some knitting needles and then freed him, rebuked her two grandsons where one had freed his half of a slave and told them that the poor slave won't be able to marry a shivcha or a nice Jewish girl, and that her knitting partner said even one person freeing half his slave via money or get shikhur is questionable. Which reminds us, it was taught in the price if one frees half his evid. Rebbe says he acquires his freed half and becomes a half-slave. But the Chalmers say it's ineffective and he remains a full slave. Rebbe says that they all agree that a slave can be partially free through money based on a drush. Their dispute concerns partial freeing through a get shikhur, where this method of emancipation is compared to the other method of money or is compared to a get of a woman which cannot operate partially. Rabbi Yosef explains that the Tanaim disagree about partial emancipation both regarding money and regarding a get shikhur. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which depth do we have a question whether one transgresses Me'ila by benefiting from his hectic slave's hair that's ready to be cut? That's on Daf. On the task. Good number two. Which of the one, the one who writes his possessions over to his two slaves, where he gives half to each slave, the slaves do not even acquire themselves? That's on Dav. Membase. Good number three. Which stuff to discuss activities which prove that a slave has been freed, for example, marrying a free woman or wearing tefillin? That's on Dav. Ma'am. Good number four. Which stuff to learn the one was free? His chetzi evid chetzi ben chorin because he can't marry anyone in that state. That's on Dav. Memov. Good number five. Which stuff do we have Because when one is Makdish's slave, whether the slave goes free, that's on Dav. Good number six. Which stuff do we learn? That the master does not get the knas when his half slave was gored on the day he was working for himself, that's on Dav. Membeis. Good number seven. Which of the women that only get shikhra and not paying money completes the freedom of a shivcha harufa, that's on Dav. Lamatas. Good number 8. Which stuff do we discuss the background behind Hila Zakain's enactment of Prus Bowl? That's on Dav. Lamatvav. Good number 9. Which stuff do we discuss whether the law of Kanas applies in a case of a slave who is freed but awaiting his get shikhrer? That's on Dav. Membeis. Good number 10. Which stuff do we discuss the Memar said? The one who is Mafkir's slave, also Evit Enwotakana. That slave has no remedy to marry. That's on Dav. Ma'am, excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.